You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And we are back after a Chiefs Super Bowl win. Woo! Woo! Still reeling over that win. I can't believe that happened nearly a week ago. It feels like it's been a year since we've spoke and so much has happened in the Bravo world. I know it's been Oscars, award season, a Super Bowl, all the shows have premiered. Atlanta's back from their hiatus. I mean, it is time to dive in. I am so happy Shaw's are back. It felt like it had been a decade since I saw the last season. I agree. I'm so happy that it's back. And given what we saw in the beginning of the episode with Reza and Adam, I'm pretty certain those two aren't going to be together by the end of the season. We hear rumors from some of our followers send us messages that live in the LA area. I have a feeling that the Persian community in LA is um, like a small town. Everybody talks, everybody knows each other. It seems like there's a two degrees of separation. And we're hearing a lot that Adam and Reza are rarely seen together. Um, those in the Persian community say that Adam's kind of just Reza's show husband. So, I mean, I just don't see this marriage lasting. There's just mm. been too many fights and too many major issues. And the fact that Adam said he doesn't even want kids because of Reza's attitude is a major red flag. Um, And he wasn't even at BravoCon. And we saw a lot of Bravo Lab's significant others or partners at BravoCon, and he wasn't there, which I thought was telling as well. That's a good point. I mean, Captain Sandy's girlfriend was like front and center beaming. Shannon's boyfriend was there. Yeah, there were a lot of people that had brought their significant others, and they were just sitting amongst us in the crowd. And Adam was nowhere to be seen. Nope, not at all. But it is, I think it was off to a great start. We did not see Mercedes. We know she's pregnant. She's on bed rest. We saw a picture of her on bed rest. But at this point, Reza and Mercedes have not started their epic, crazy fight that we all saw play out on social media. It. I kept feeling like I was waiting for it to happen, though. This is the problem when these reality shows let too much happen on social media we all see it and then we kind of forget about it and it taints our view of the season and then the show because we're waiting for these big fights to happen. I wasn't expecting the bomb about Adam to be dropped. I just kept waiting for Mercedes and Reza to start their fight. Oh, yeah. Well, they were so public about it. How could we not be so curious about what's happening? And especially we know now because at BravoCon, they did reunite. So we know at least as of today, 
as of November, I guess it was a happy ending. We'll see if anything's changed in the last couple of months. But it, that kind of sucks too, watching it, knowing all of that. It's like, I'm just waiting for this, this sheet to drop. However, there were, it was still a great episode. I, I just, I love this cast because majority of them do seem very tight knit. They are very opinionated. They are very open about their opinions. I mean, when Gigi said that, oh my God, I'm going to blank on his name. He's newer. That his teeth look like chocolates. Ne- I was dying. Nima. Nima. Yes. When she was like, Nima's just coming at me with like glow in the dark chocolates. I was dying, but that's something that you would say about your friend if they had bad veneers. Like it's, I just, I like how they banter with one another. Oh yeah. You can tell they're really front. They're actual friends. It's, it comes across more authentic. We talk about this all the time about the forced cast that we see, but it was great. And I liked seeing, I mean, seeing Mike in a new relationship was really interesting with his Persian Lady Gaga girlfriend. I kept seeing <laughs> Lady Gaga as I was watching her. So I've, I'm really intrigued to see how everything plays out. Had no idea Gigi and Shervin were in a bad place since they were so close at one point. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good season. Well, and Shervin's now dating Nima's sister, who was kind of trying to get with Mike at one point, or they're trying to force Mike and her together. There, I mean, there's just a lot going on. I also want to point out Paulina and Mike say, I love you every 30 seconds to one another. And that's great. I'm glad you're so in love. But if watching <laughs> it, I'm like, can we edit some of this out? Like, if we played a drinking game and I had to take a drink every time one of them said, I love you, I would have blacked out during the episode. <laughs> yeah, major. It was a little ex. I mean, when they're feeding each other and he's like, we're soulmates and all of that. I'm like, oh, or she's my vegan, God. but she wants me to be happy. So she'll eat steak. I'm like, then is she really vegan? There was a lot of like question marks. I'm happy. He's happy. I think he's just rushing into this very quickly. But as Reza said, she has money. Her ex-husband has money. So she's getting alimony. She's Persian. She's Jewish, which were the two big things for Mike and Jessica. Um, Jessica did convert uh, before they got married. But it felt like it was almost she was doing it for Mike, not for herself. So, I mean, I think they're, this is off to a better start than Mike and Jessica. But we all know that Mike's a bit of a player. So we'll see if he stays true to Paulina. Do you think the rumor with Adam and the naked Jenga, which, by the way, I <laughs> I just, I, the logistics and thinking about playing naked Jenga, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, how? how I would be worried. Like, what if a Sexy? Mom- I don't know if it's like, yeah, it's like not one of those things where I would be like excited to play it naked because it's not, I don't know, it's not like a sexy game. And also for men, I feel like what if the tower fell and a Jenga block hit you and and the nethers and you weren't ready for it? I mean, that could be painful. I always feel like guys that like get hit in the balls act like they just, you know, delivered a child. So heaven forbid a Jenga block hit you there, you'd be in tears. (laughs) And especially if it's like life-size Jenga, which is like what, I, is what I'm picturing. I know. I'm picturing the big blocks. I'm not picturing the little ones. That, but that, I feel like it's true. That could be a joke right there. <laughs> what, what size Jenga block are you working with? I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start asking gay men that. Uh, I also, did you know that the party planner, Kevin, who is the Vanderpump party planner, he is the guy um, that if anyone's seen Father of the Bride Frank is, I have to say it like that because I'm Frank. Um, he, that character is inspired by Kevin, who's just yeah. like So I had no idea that was Reza's cousin. Oh, I thought he was joking. Oh, maybe he was and I missed it. <laughs> I, I thought, he, I thought he was totally just joking. That, 
That could be true. <laughs> I could have, I, I could have made Julie miss it, but I was like, oh my god, are they really cousins? No, I took it as a joke because then he was like laughing afterwards because they looked nothing alike. <laughs> okay, it, I'm hoping it's a joke. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, now I'm wondering. Um, anyway, so Shaw's was great, and I'm really excited for the season. I was, but also I was really excited for Atlanta to come back, and I feel like it's falling flat. What is going on with Housewife franchises just failing to give us a full season of drama? I will say, though, for Atlanta, the first 10 minutes delivered so much drama with Kenya, Cynthia, Eva and Tanya, Tanya and Kenya have a confrontation. I mean, when Kenya walked in and says, I like to look extra pretty when I read a bitch, I about died of one laughter and pure like Bravo <laughs> entertainment. I don't necessarily agree with what she said. And then when she brought the cookie lady out, which I was not oh. expecting, I was like, I was like, oh my God. Okay. That cookie lady, somebody needed to give her some milk because she was thirsty that was such a desperate attempt to get on tv but i love that kenya invited her i also love that kenya kept him ignoring tanya and when i say i love it i mean it was great television would i ever behave that way no but i don't watch housewives to learn how to behave in public i watch it for the entertainment value and that part i thought brought it i mean that part was great i just felt like the rest of the episode fell flat Oh, I agree with that. I felt like it started off strong and I was like, oh, snap. Are we going to find out about Kenya's husband having a double life? Is this the episode where we're going to see that? And yeah, the rest of the episode kind of fell flat. I felt like we just got a lot of life updates from the rest of the women, women who weren't at that um, lunch. But yeah. there was you had this noted. There was no Nini in sight. I don't know how Nini is carrying a peach. She is a classic friend of. If you look at her involvement, she's on the trip, and that's about, and she's there for a little bit. She leaves early. That's about all we see of her. I mean, Nini wasn't even in a confessional. I actually lost money on that on the Frenemies app because the tiebreaker was how many times will we see Nini? And I put two, uh, and I came in 20th place. I would have won $5 had I gotten that right. <laughs> Oh, damn. I <laughs> we'll have to pl- I'll have to play again and see how that goes. But, you know, so I heard, listen, as a quick side note, I listened to the interview Kate Casey did with Tanya about whether or not Nini is going to come back because there's rumors about her leaving and whatnot. And basically Tanya said from what she thinks and if what she knows, she interpreted that situation between Wendy Williams and Nini as a Nini was having a bad day. And it was kind of like when you gripe about your job and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And it was more of that. So I don't think from what Tanya alluded to, she doesn't feel like Nini's going to quit. Again, this isn't confirmed. This is an opinion of one. But I thought that was I thought that was interesting clarity from someone who knows Nini. Yeah, that's, that is very interesting. And Nini has not publicly said that she's leaving. She makes kind of uh, vague comments on Instagram about different stuff when people ask her about the whole Wendy Williams thing. But she has not flat out said, like, yes, I'm leaving. Andy has not confirmed she's leaving. He was asked about it. I can't remember where. It's been two weeks. But he was asked about it and said that she has not officially told him that he's not returning. So I think it's safe to say Nini could definitely still be back. It's just really weird we haven't seen her at all. It's very, very strange. But I will say, as much as I was a fan of season one Nini, the Nini that who she is now, I don't really miss her. 
I don't know if they need her. I think they might need her name just for publicity reasons. She does a good job of drumming stuff up on social media and keeping herself relevant and interested. And people are watching the show to see is Nene going to be on now? Kind of like perfect segue. James Kennedy and Pump. I mean, we don't see James Kennedy at all. And we all keep hearing that this is going to be the big season for James. And honestly, it's the only reason why I'm watching because this hasn't been a great season for Pump either. No, this season has been, I mean, so boring. My, <laughs> we have been bored to tears. Even this, the second part of this Bachelor Bachelorette party, I'm just like, oh my God, we need a British man to put Jax Taylor <laughs> in his place. I just need some drama. There's too many damn people, too many storylines. It feels like you're missing some of your favorites because we're trying to supplement with the new people. It's it's a lot. I will say the one thing that I never thought I would say is that I'm starting to be more team Kristen than maybe team Katie. I don't know if I really would lump Stassi in this, but I guess I will. More team Kristen. I am saying I'm more team Kristen than team Katie as well. I think Stassi is, I think Stassi still wants to be Kristen's friend. I think Stassi is doing a better job of not necessarily attacking her like Katie does, attacking Kristen. Um, as we saw at the end, she said, I love you. I'll always be friends with you. I just, I'm, you know, I'm sick of seeing you struggle in this bad relationship. But I agree. I'm starting to be team Kristen as well. And I'm wondering what sparked the fallout between Stassi and Kristen. Because even though Stassi is annoyed with the whole Carter situation, it's it's happening right now. And she's still accepting of Kristen, still saying, I love you, still saying she wants to be friends with them. There's clearly some tension there. But I want to know what led to ultimately Kristen not being at the engagement. It sounds like Kristen is not going to be a bridesmaid in the wedding. So, I mean, it's clearly something happened here. More yeah. than Carter. Well, um, which is a WeHo. Who knows what's going to happen with their business? I mean... <laughs> That was founded on all three of them being friends. Yeah. I do feel like they're this relation, this friendship that's falling apart. I don't know if we're going to get a goodbye, Kyle type moment where it's goodbye, Kristen, but it's starting to drag a little bit. And I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. I, I did think it was really interesting that for the bachelorette party, did you see that Peter and Sheena shared a room? I thought that was kind of adorable. I thought it was pretty funny too. I did see like, that. Oh, those two would be good roommates because they're not going to hook up with one another. They both care a lot about their appearances. And so they can help each other with the hair and makeup before they go out for the night. I was like, that that's a good pairing. You know what is a lot more interesting than Vanderpump Rules is Summer House. So I don't know if you caught the premiere of Summer House. But Summer House is giving me everything that Vanderpump Rules isn't. One, it's a smaller cast. We all know that they hang out. They hang out, they drink a lot, they fuck. There's also there's a they lot finger of finger bang. Finger and bang. They finger bang. Yeah. There's a lot of that in the first episode, which holy cow, we have a groomzilla. If you're missing we have one in Kyle. It was entertaining. There's a new guy. I don't know. It was it was good. So I feel like what I'm not getting from Pump, I'm getting from Summer House. So I'm here for I, that. I agree. I also we always talk about like these are shows that your husband might watch. So my husband will occasionally watch Southern Charm. It's honestly only because his family always vacationed at Hilton Head. So he's waiting for some sort of Hilton Head reference. But he, and also loves Below Deck, but he will not watch any other shows. And he was watching snips of Summer House while he was putting, I don't know, putting something away. And he's like, oh, this show sounds pretty funny. I might watch this one with you. So 
girlfriends, wives looking for a way to, to bring your man, or if you're a guy looking to bring your other guy or a woman bringing your other, whoever, people bringing in significant others to watch Bravo with you that are reluctant, I think Summer House is a good one. Ah, uh, yes. Any former frat bro, anyone who's married or dating a former frat yeah. bro, Summer House is a show for them. Kyle is also a huge fan. Of, he's, of course, a fan of the Kyle on the show. He loves it. It's hilarious. But yes, Summer House is killing it. It's good. And I mean, honestly, too, I feel like some of the people on Summer House could have their own spinoffs more so than some of the pump people. Uh, Hannah Burns is hilarious. Uh, isn't it at being Burns? We'll tag her on our stories, but she's hilarious. Her tweets crack me up. Uh, I mean, all of them are really funny, I think, on social media. Oh, they're also great. And love Paige. I feel like Paige can do her own thing with her fashion. Always loving yes. everything that she wears. Yes, Summer House, killing it. So don't sleep on Summer House. Uh, but basically, Pump, you could probably start sleeping on. New Jersey, though, is still bringing it. I know that it is a little over the top, but that's what we love about New Jersey. I also feel like because it's been a two-week break, we kind of have a lot to cover. But the Hamptons was quite the showdown. And it ended up being more people than I thought involved. At first, we thought it was basically just Jennifer and Jackie about family money, who has more money type of thing. Um, why don't you spend more money on birthday parties? And then it really pivoted. And it became Melissa and Jennifer, but also Melissa and Dolores. Dolores was equally as pissed off at Melissa about the whole we're losing Jackie's wedding comment. I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> come on, Dolores. I'm waiting for, we're old school Italian. I know. Yeah. I don't really think she has a stand on there. I think, to me, I think Melissa was being a little over the top dramatic, just trying to prove a point. And she's trying to support a friend. I think Jennifer, as much as I think she's been hilarious this season, and we have said we're starting to like her. We weren't the biggest fan season one, um, but we're starting to like her season two. This is a spot where I really cannot find a redeeming way to maybe be in her corner. I just think whether you have money or not, the way you choose to do a kid's birthday party, that's your choice. If you're just going to serve different types of pizza and cake and play basketball and sports and have kind of weird goodie bags, it's just the Amazon box dropped on the driveway, more power to you because like she kept saying, she's not throwing the party for the parents. She's throwing it for her kids. Her kids said they wanted pizza, basketball, and Nutella cake. And that's what she gave them. And I don't know. I think as a mom, I'm like waiting for those days where all we're going to do is just play in the backyard. I mean, like right now when they're younger, you truly are throwing it for the parents and everybody else. And I can't wait to just throw it for the kids. Oh, yeah. That's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. You said it. You took the words out of my mouth. I feel like when they're little, especially their one-year-old birthday party, that's a party for the parents. So if you want to have the booze, nicer food, whatever you got going on, sure, you do you. But other than that, Jennifer has no, ugh, she, I can't really back her up on this. And she's been defending it to the, to the, like, I'm finding Oh my God, she's going to go to the grave on this one. Like she's yes, like commenting with people. Yeah, I mean, it is like, whoa, she is going to die on this train. And I don't think it's going to die on this hill. I think. Well, especially she mentioned uh we're, we're butchering all the so analogies. Bad. It's been a minute, you guys, since we've done this. So we're getting back rusty. in it. Yeah. But she she tried to defend Apparently someone brought a picture of her Chuck E. Cheese birthday party that she threw. And she was still saying that it was different because it was nice. I'm like, oh, my God, just let it go. Please. Like Elsa let said, go. Let, let it go. go. I mean, yeah. Don't hold it back anymore, Jennifer. Or maybe she should hold it back. I, but um, that part, I just, I don't think I can get on, on Jennifer's side. If you're on Jennifer's side, I would love to hear why. I These are the moments. This is my favorite thing about Housewives. It's maybe the only thing in life 
where you kind of look forward to disagreeing with someone because I just like hearing the other way people are interpreting these characters and these people differently from how we are. It's kind of what makes Housewives so fun. So those on Jennifer's side, please, please let us know. But if you think Melissa is really considering having a fourth baby, there, you need to, you're a little too naive and a little too trusting. This is the biggest fake storyline ever. And I'm guessing it's now coming to an end after she told her sisters. Oh, it's got to. Their facial expressions were everything. <laughs> I'm like, you are basically us viewers and like, wait, what? And I would think as close as she is to her siblings, that would not be the first time. If she truly felt like she wanted to have a fourth child, I feel like that would have not been the first time they would have heard about it, which to me adds to our point that this is total storyline. It's total storyline. I like how they even said, you're in your 40s. You're not going to go through this again. You're just, you're going through a midlife crisis. And I hadn't thought about that yet when they said that. I'm like, oh, this is why. She's just trying to find a way to be young and stay young. I think also there is a part of you that as your kids get older, you miss the phase where you're needed and more than just a chauffeur. But I just, you know, that's probably just a part of life is sort of accepting all that together. What do you think about Gia and Frankie Jr. going to prom together and Nono's comment that he made about Frankie? <laughs> okay, Frankie is not too thick. I, when I heard that, I was dying. This is why I love Nono. He cracks me up. He, I, he really is the unsung hero of the show. But I think Frank is Frankie, Frank Jr. is so hot. I'm uncomfortable with him being on the screen because he is 19 or 20 and we've talked about this before the age gap oh, is not yeah. at a point where i feel like it's appropriate and he's so hot so i'm kind of like go gia because you are at an age where it is appropriate for you to take him to prom because you're in high school and he's a good kid i i love it i hope i mean i really hope they become a couple i feel like this could be like reality tv royalty oh it would be that would be like, can you imagine Andy Cohen? That would be a producer's dream if two of the children actually started dating. They would have their own little this wedding spinoff. Ben I can see like this is what Ben Cohen's going to produce in his twenties is their spinoff. Oh my god, that would be incredible. However, since we haven't seen them, and Gia has since gone to college, I don't really know if they're really together or not. But it's fun. It's fun to think about. It is, and then. So basically the rest of this episode, uh, the most recent one was really about Marge's party. And you made a note about this and I I was thinking the same thing. She was talking about how she's doing all this on a budget and you know, that, that that's just the, you know, it was something about caviar. So I, well, the phrase I've always heard is you have uh, champagne taste on a beer budget, but they were calling it something else. I agree with you. If you're in debt and you have all these lawsuits that are wiping you out, why are you throwing a huge party? I guess to drum up interest for the jewelry line? I mean, considering they're using that same party planner and they make a note to show him on every single party, it really makes me wonder if it Bravo's like, hey, you get free exposure on your business. Can you throw us a party? That's the only thing that could maybe make sense. And maybe that's not truly the case. But I mean, that is not just like a cheap little get together where you just have some people like some wait staff walking around with hors d'oeuvres and you have a bartender with like some booze. This this was a very, it seemed like a pricey party to me. Uh, yes, they had a lot of like food spread and 
full bar. There was dancing. It looked like it was a long party. I feel like the longer you rent out a venue, the quicker the the price tag adds up. So I'm hoping that maybe she got a good deal on it and didn't have to pay for too much of it. But at the party, I think was the most awkward thing I've ever encountered. I usually love when the men get together because to coin a, a bro phrase, they kind of bust each other's balls and they're funny. But Joe Gorga telling, uh, why do I always think of his name? Bill Aiden, Dr. Aiden. I always want to say Dr. Aiden. That he needs to, his wife needs to get laid more. Maybe she wouldn't be so mean and so like out of control. I get like teasing a guy like, oh, you've got a small dick. You're not banging your wife enough. But that just felt like a, a very mean dig to a guy who usually does a pretty good job of staying neutral when his wife is involved in a lot of drama. I thought it was funny, but it was out of line. Bill had nothing to do with it. Stay out of it, Joe Gorka. Maybe you need to read one of your inspirational quotes that we love to share every single day. But stay out of it. Let the women handle their stuff. I, it was, uh, I felt uncomfortable watching it. What did you think about Jennifer trying to apologize to Jackie again and Jackie not accepting it. Do you feel like she should have, or what were your thoughts around that? I think Jennifer's approach wasn't the best. I think she should have tried to vocalize it a little better saying like, it was never my intent to make you feel like you were a bad mom, but it didn't come out great. But I think Jackie didn't do a good job of even being receptive or open to it. However, they played the clips and the montage of all the times of Jennifer apologizing. And I get it. I mean, at one point you're like, at what point do you say to someone, all we do is talk about our drama and how sorry you are. It's Jackie nailed it on the head when she said a friendship shouldn't be this hard. You really shouldn't have to have a constant. I'm sorry. Conversation with somebody if it's a friendship. So I felt bad for Jennifer because I think she really went into it hoping that her apology would be accepted, but I totally get Jackie's side for being like, I'm over this bullshit. Totally. And God bless Evan for starting randomly speaking French to end the awkward conversation. I didn't know he could speak French. I'm like, Evan just, as if Evan wasn't hot enough, now he speaks French and he looked even hotter with that accent. Well, uh, I cannot the, wait for I mean, next week. And the highlight, Marlene. Oh, yes. How could I forget a drunken Marlene? She can get down. <laughs> it was hilarious watching her and Joe Gorga. I loved it. I, I was here for it. I stand for Marlene. But this brings us to our favorite part of the show. And this is our shout out. And I'm surprising V with this one. I forgot to double check with her. But I want to give the shout out to Freedom Mom. I don't know if anybody has been following on social media, but a lot of Mom bloggers and female celebrities have been posting about Freedom Mom's commercial that was rejected for the Oscars. Uh, It gives a very accurate and raw look at what postpartum life is like and how they are trying to make it a little bit easier. It was not gory. There was no nudity. There was no, I mean, basically, I guess it just made it too real and they don't want people to know how much of a struggle it can be postpartum. But, and I don't really get you know into the politics of it of whether I think it should have been rejected or not. I just didn't feel like we got a, a real reason as to why. But I do think that it could help a lot of women out there. No one tells you how hard it's going to be, how exhausted you are, how much pain you're in. So a commercial that does that for you could maybe, I don't want to say save some lives, but could help some people that are probably going through 
a, a struggle after having a baby. Did you see the ad? Yes. So hearing you, I'm listening to you talk and I'm doing a lot of like air clapping. <laughs> I <laughs> love, I loved it so much. I, I agree. Maybe it was too many close-ups of vagina diapers, but it was very, very real. I mean, everything about it. I, I was like, oh my God, you never see stuff like this on television. And why not go there? Especially, come on, Oscars, like why not go there and just show like the authenticity and whatnot. And my goodness, people, can we stop being offended over everything? Like, really? Well, and I'm like, sorry, but like anyone who's offended, I'm like, do you know how you were born? You either came out of a vagina or you were cut out of a stomach and your mom struggled afterwards and was wearing diapers. So let's, let's give a little like nod to all the moms out there for all the pain you go through. If you think childbirth is hard, just wait for the like six weeks after you have one. Absolutely. And we will share that spot to our stories. If you all haven't heard about that, we will share it. And if you can't handle vagina diapers, diapers after postpartum, just just click next. But if you are here for it, like we are, then check it out. And if you love seeing vagina diapers, make sure you're following (laughs) us on Instagram. Although we do cover a a lot more than that. um, This might be the, the record for vagina diapers in a podcast. And we're very excited to hold that record. Um, but in all honesty and jokes aside, uh, if you're not following us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo, that is where you're going to get all of the boots to the ground reporting that we love to do. I often will go down a rat hole and spend a whole day looking into something stupid. We will let you know all the Bravo gossip, news, anything breaking. If there's a fight happening between different co-stars, you're going to see it in our stories or in our posts. And if you're not subscribing to us, please do uh, to our podcast. We love recapping these shows for everybody. We love your feedback. We are working on making it better every episode. So please leave us a review, five stars, and a comment. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.